0: Hang on, all right. I'm already recording. <laughs> okay. Hang on. The toy is losing it uh, because we made a mistake.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm the worst plugger ever. All right, I'm not.
0: I, it's gonna be a little. It's a little hard to re-edit on the on the back end. So we're recording. This is a pre-roll for the episode you're about to hear. Um, Into the Badlands is what she's writing on right now. We gave the wrong time slot. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Ten. Ten.
1: I always get it mixed up because I watch the East Coast and then I watch right. the West Coast and I live tweet. So.
0: Um, AMC, Into the Badlands, final season, um, two-night premiere. You're hearing this on Monday. The first part of the premiere aired, on, um, aired last night. Tonight is part two. And then going forward, the show will air Sundays, 10 p.m. <laughs> yes, on 10 AMC. And with that said, on with the episode. so i'm morgan hi welcome to word tetris thank you for having me long time coming i know it took us forever to schedule this
1: but we got it because you were writing you were, doing, you were doing the writing thing so many deadlines it's not
0: even funny <laughs> <laughs> i only know about one of them though is there more than more than wool is oh there's always more there's
1: always more yes
0: i could talk about that book all day yeah. um all right before we start you find out, as per usual, the first 20 minutes of this show will be available for free. you want to hear the full episode, get the full LaToya Morgan experience. Head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash word tetris. Sign up for the $1 episode tier. But if you sign up for the $3 episode tier, you will get that plus a bonus episode that will come out later. Bonus LaToya Morgan. <laughs> Who doesn't love bonus LaToya Morgan? I mean, let's be Everybody, honest. Come, on. come on. Um... You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Meryl Bar, M-E-R-R-I-L-L, B A R R you can find the show on Twitter at twitter.com slash word Pod. Latoya, what do you want to promote? What do you got what's happening? What's coming now? Any Twitters? What's going on? Oh my goodness. my Twitter, well,
1: of course. And it's going up
0: tomorrow, so.
1: Sure. My Twitter is at um, Morganic Inc., so you can follow me there. You can also follow me on Instagram at the
0: same handle. So yeah. And I believe the the last season of uh, Into
1: the Badlands. In- premieres tonight which is
0: sunday pierce tonight so we're recording sunday so yes. it, it will premiere last night
1: no it premiered oh yes yeah, it's going it, up tomorrow, but right? it's a two-night premiere
0: okay. so, so it'll you, be sunday and monday so go to amc.com watch part one and then tune in tonight to watch part two yes. of the two-hour premiere of the final season of into the badlands yes it is gonna be epic was it good was it a oh good season
1: so much fun so yeah. much fun Great action, always great character stuff. We really are paying off a lot of the great things that we teed up at the beginning of the season. Now
0: this was like this was the thing where they split like a final order into two, right? Or was this a Yeah,
1: you know, it started off I don't know how many people um watch Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead and even they did this with Breaking Bad where they'll break they'll give it a big episode order of 16 episodes and then they'll cut it in half and they'll air one in the fall and then they'll air the other one in the spring. So that's pretty much what happened. Right. And um, so we didn't know that that was the last <laughs> season, <laughs> but <laughs> we made sure we tied up those loose ends right. um, because we, we always felt like the, the story and the world has so many intricate characters and jumping off places that there's tons of story
0: left to tell. So we'll right. see. The Latoya question of the day yeah what is your feeling about rewriting is I love it, it you love it yeah i've gotten a lot of i love it lately because <laughs> i feel like there i was running through a gamut while where it's like yeah i do it it's you know we got to do it it's when we got to work through lately i'm getting a lot of i love it and you know it's it's because the
1: hardest work is already done because the first job for me is painful it is horrific. It's just staring down that cursor, wanting to beat it up, wanting to tear your entire room up, throw your computer out the window. That is what the first draft is for me. So once something is on the page, I feel so much relief that I'm so happy to be digging in and making it better.
0: Okay. Um. Wh- all right. Then I want to backtrack it then because- Am I just insane for not having a problem with the first draft? Cause, <laughs> maybe like because I feel like when i when I'm doing that first draft is pure energy, right? And mm-hmm. it's just like, this is awesome. This is great. And the reason I think I hate you writing is because I then have to uh, deal with the reality of, no, moron, it's not. <laughs> it's not great at all. And now you have to make it good.
1: Yeah, I spend a lot of time thinking about the first draft, too. So I think we just have different processes. And um, so for me, I you know I do a lot of cards and boards and a lot of like had time where I'm writing out what I think the characters are and how they how they speak and how they interact with one another and then I write it. So that's why it's painful. It's like a lot of work at the top and yep.
0: then, you know, later on right. like just kind of See, Yeah, yeah, and I find that I find that top work relieving to yeah. me because then when I do that top work for me, it's like particularly in the outline, when I do a lot of heavy lifting in the outline and go that first draft and like I already know where this is going, I already <laughs> know how this pays off. I can just skip this scene today if I want, just write the one that comes after because I know what that scene is, I'll come back to that. Sure. Like that's just like I find a relief in that. Then when I get to rewriting, it's like, oh no, what if I have to blow the whole thing up? <laughs> like I just blew it up. I don't want to blow it up again. Like, do you find that there is room for discovery in the rewrite? Yes,
1: because you're coming at it in one way when you're putting down your first draft, and there's always a better way. That's just a fact. And so you are really putting down your top of mind um, version when you're doing your first draft. Um, at least that's been my experience. And then as you really percolate on it and let it marinate, you think about it, you're coming at it in a different way. So you may even start the scene in a different way than you thought you would. You end up getting to the same place, but you know, there's room to play.
0: What's your process to like break it down and build it up? How do you go about the whole like? All right, this is what it is. What do you? Step one is like. What are you really looking for in the rewrite? What do you? What? What? What makes you go? Okay, this can stay. This has got to go. What's that?
1: Um. Well, it depends on what you're talking about. So, if you're talking about, I have a slightly different process for features than I do for for a TV. It was both. Um. But. What I want to stay is the good stuff. (laughs) That's like the most, you know, basic uh, response. But I really try to think of what is the emotional core of the scene. I try to keep that at all costs. And little things like you could change the location. You could change the configuration of who's in the scene. Maybe you add in a different character. Maybe you take one away. Um, But as long as it's still hitting that emotional through line, uh, I think... uh, that's top of mind. That's number one. Um, for features, for me, is a little looser because you know, with TV, you're trying to hit these specific parameters, and uh, it's like a giant Jenga. You know, yeah. you know, you're trying to like um, fit all these pieces together. Do so, you find TV harder? Um, it's not that it's harder. It's just more intricate for me because you're outlining not only just. Your individual episode, but it also they all have to fit together and be of a piece, and then hopefully culminate in a really great way with you know arcs and crescendos for all of your characters. So it's mm-hmm. just a little bit bigger. It's a, it's a bigger world where you can be a little more narrow focused if you're doing um, an action for film. Features, you mean. Yeah, no, this is for I'm talking for about for TV, TV first. Okay, and if you're doing something for a movie where it's like, okay, I'm doing a horror film, and uh, you gotta outsmart michael myers and survive that's very singular and very focused versus and in- populating an entire world of a television show
0: see i just did my first feature and i found it amazingly difficult particularly when i was in the rewrite phase mm-hmm. because i had to i actually did have to blow the whole thing up oh my goodness one point i got
1: i got good times well, here's what happened, here's what happened.
0: <laughs> and i told the story a couple times on this season already um basically i sent it out and it came back One director and one showrunner both came back with the same exact note, which was, hey, you know how you're doing this whole, like, nonlinear sort of flashback and flash forward thing around the big event of the movie? Just do the big event of the movie because you're taking the air out of the whole thing by showing me what happened later. Like, that was basically the note. But it required an entire restructuring of the script. Mm -hmm. I lost 30 pages. Yeah, that's like, a good thing. <laughs> that's good because like they're basically telling you to follow the heart of right. what you were exactly. doing. Exactly, exactly. Which is what. Which what, the the hilarious thing was that's where it started. Like I, the original idea was it was just going to be the event, and I just kept getting stuck. I was like, I don't think there's enough material here for two hours or an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then I added all this other ancillary shit, and then <laughs> the notes come back, and it's like, no. And basically, they didn't know they were saying this. But basically, they're saying. Go back to what you originally had, stupid. Sure. Like, and then what the thing is, when I pulled out, I was at 108 pages. I pulled everything out. I was at 89 pages. I was like, oh, there, there's still movie here.
1: Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then that's when you like refocus, right? So you're saying, how can I build up these characters? How can I mm-hmm. add suspense and turns in into the heart of what you were already trying to build? Exactly. That's the
0: core of, yeah. of
1: movie making. Yeah, yeah no.
0: It, and it's... But so that, but that's where I feel like I got lost in the weeds on the feature process was I wanted to – part of me feels like I would think I was trying to – part of me also feels like I was trying to outthink the audience. Sure. Where I was – I think my, my intention was, well, it's going to be a happy ending. Everyone, like I write happy <laughs> – everyone's going to expect a happy ending. You know what? Well, if, and I was trying to do the ultimate version of come in late, uh, get out early. Where I was like, "What if I come in so late at the event? Like, I started the movie after the big event has already happened. That's the start of the movie, and I was trying to. That's why, and this is why I think the notes weren't mean because yeah. I think I think that on an intellectual level, everyone understood what I was trying to do, right? And it's just, they're like, it doesn't work
1: though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, one of the things that I've learned in the notes process is, especially if two very different people have the exact same note, that's something you definitely need to flag and look at. So it's not coming from a place of, you know, malice. It's coming from a
0: place of being helpful. The, and that was the most fascinating thing. I've never had an instance before where notes agreed I've had, I've always had instances where I get a, and I was having this conversation with uh, Keenan Copen on my last episode, um, where you get, you have to, not every note has to be listened to. That was something I had to learn, you know. And you know, when you're doing it for a showrunner, like you, when you're working for Cadams, right? Mm-hmm. Cadams gives you a note, or when um, with Alan, yeah, Alan, Miles. Alan yeah. Miles, when they give you notes, it's like, well, I got to listen to their notes. Sure. Um, but how do you decide then? It's like. In what instances do you have? Do you feel like, oh, I can just ignore this note or go another way with this note, not necessarily just the note?
1: Well, in the world of television, so let's just use Into the Badlands as an example. Um, you know, we have notes that we get from our showrunners, and then we have notes that we get from the network. And um, all of them are up for discussion to a point, right? So there could be something for, say, the widow. We, The widow would not have this tearful scene and be crying, right? Even so you just would not have that. So if, if a note came down that had that in there, it would be a discussion with us between whoever the writer of the script is and, and the showrunners would be like, how can we address what they're trying to get out of that? Because we all know that that's not what this character would do, but they're, they want to see something emotional. So how can we get to it exactly? What's the note behind the note? And so I, I feel like, For the most part, even in features as well, most notes are up for discussion um, and you don't necessarily have to do the prescriptive thing. Like some people give notes in a very, like, here's an example of what you should do. And you're immediately like, no, I'm never going to do that. (laughs) Right. So um, you try to like see what's behind it and come up with your
0: own version that fits with what you're trying to do in the story. Have you ever had an experience where you got a note and you were like, well, no. By you wanting me to do that, you actually justify why I did it that way. So, like, my example of that was there's an older script character at the end commits suicide, and I, one of the notes was, "Why are you killing this guy? He's like you, you. You're throwing away like seven episodes of good story with by killing this guy." Mm-hmm. And that was what that. And it took me a long time for me to realize, wait a minute, if they feel that way. That means he has to die. <laughs> right. that's, you justify. Uh, that's a justification for killing him, if you because if you feel like no, I'm missing out on so much more. It's like, yeah, that's the point.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've, you know, I've, well, when characters die, that's a whole very sensitive subject. Uh, like in a movie, one movie that I I've written, um, and the producers they had the same note about one of the. It's not a lead character, but like definitely one of the major characters um, that dies. Um, Spoiler alert, sorry. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Later in the film. And everyone was like, he's such a great character. Like, should you... Like, maybe there's a way. He's just wounded. He lives. And for me, the reason why that character had to die really tied into the arc for the main character. And so... I was able to push back on that and say, like, if if he doesn't die, then she will not her safety net will not be gone and she will not be able to rise and become yep. the person that yep. she becomes. So um yeah, there's a way that you push back and you also have to be centered in what you know the story to be. So I knew that from the beginning. I knew what the arc and the journey of this main character was. So I was able to have a really good conversation with them and talk them out of it. Can we
0: talk about um talking back to notes givers for a minute because i here, we have i haven't done this yet and i feel like i could learn a few things here yeah. where i feel like maybe i don't have good, great tact when it comes to <laughs> discussing notes right, right. I, it took me a long time to even learn how to give notes the right way cuz i i i know i have an abrasive personality and it took me a while for me to learn that like the like this, the the ultimate word the one, the term that you're everyone if you're listening to this this is what i want you to walk away with from this conversation this particular part of the conversation your favorite term when giving notes should be bumping on i'm I'm bumping on this i'm bumping on the fact that you killed this guy like that's the that is the that's the buzzword that's the buzzword that's the generic sort of like hey if i say anything other than bumping on i'm gonna make you angry So here's the very polite way to tell you you're done fucked up.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's true. That's the the best way to put it is it softens the blow. Right. Right. And I mean- you just get better at it having, he- you know, just on the process of hearing more notes all the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I went to film school at AFI, so I've been hearing note tone scripts for a very long time, for like yeah. forever. <laughs> so it's like people like not getting something that you're trying to convey, and how can you be, you know, more clear about you know a character's actions? Um, so I think the process is first listen. Um, that doesn't mean you have to agree. You just listen and you hear what they're what they're saying. And then if you feel like a note is hitting on something that you've also been thinking about, because I think part of when you send a script to someone, you have questions yourself and you're saying, is this working? Did this bump you? Um, did this take you out and make you? You know, start thinking about doing laundry. Where are you bored? You know, so you want to, you're kind of asking for the parts that can be better. So first of all, be open to that. And, and then, you know, if they're, they're hitting on something that you've been thinking about, you really, really need to try to come back with thoughts and ideas of how you can get better. Or ask them what they thought. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to do the thing that they're pitching um, as the fix. But at least you are getting more clarity on
0: what they're trying to convey to you. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like I'm really worried that if I'm always I feel like I'm always psyching myself out when I'm in a notes conversation Mm -hmm. and trying to receive notes um, where it's I'm worried that if I push back too much or if I if I start going, well, no, but like this is what I was if I basically if I start trying to defend it, be like, Here's your note. Okay, but this is what I was trying to do. I'm always worried that it's going to be read as I'm not listening to you. And it's like
1: Yeah, because I think there's a difference between pushing back and being defensive, mm-hmm. right? So, if you're just if you're re-explaining why you did something that way, I feel like that could be read as defensive. But if you're listening and you're saying, "Okay, I hear that" What do you think about X, Y, and Z? That's why it's also good to be able to kind of think on your feet and on the fly um, where you're digesting what they're saying and understanding it. And and maybe you don't have an answer in the moment. You can also always say, um, let me take a beat to think about that. Right. And that's okay. Ooh,
0: that's a magic word I'm going to start using. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Let me me think about that because like maybe you don't, you don't have the answer right then in in that moment. But um, I think when people start over-explaining why uh they've done something in a script um that's when people say they get frustrated and they say well i'm just telling you this is what i think and i think especially if you're working on a tv show and you're pushing back or trying to push back on a note from a showrunner or the network um it could become you know dicey if you especially if you're gonna spend the capital to actually have this conversation you better be pretty open about it
0: Particularly in television, when you're in those discussions with the showrunner, do you have to you? do you wait for the showrunner, do you want to make sure it doesn't get to the point where the showrunner just puts their foot down and goes, well, this is ultimately, you know, I am the arbiter of the show and I'm here, I am making the shot call. Do you want to try and, do you want to argue till it gets to that point no, or do you want to, you want to make never. sure you never want to, you don't <laughs> want to, you don't want to get to that point?
1: No, I, like. My rule of thumb is, you know, you push a couple of times and then that's it, you Mm -hmm. know, because at the end of the day, it's not your show. It's someone else's show. And for me, my motto is I serve at the pleasure of the showrunner. So I'm always trying to help them create, you know, get to their vision that they've been thinking of and dreaming about in their heads. So I, I'm only going to push so far and I'm a very, very passionate person in the writer's room. So I have all my thoughts and ideas about, you know, who, which romances should be getting together and who should fight who on into the back. Are you the shipper of the room? I am the total shipper <laughs> of the room. I wear that mantle very well. I love it. and um, But I'm also, like, there are certain things that... If you are listening, truly listening, this is the art of the writers' room: is to listen to what your showrunner is conveying and what they like and what they don't like. Uh, You should already be thinking about things that you know potentially won't go and won't fly because that's just not their taste, right? Um, So, like in when I work with Jason Canham, there's not gonna be any fights. (laughs) You mean not like you know what I mean, dude? He's like (laughs) such a like
0: chill dude, He's very sweet. He's held the the elevator for me a couple times. There's not gonna be like. Like
1: somebody <laughs> punching somebody uh, on that, not not really. And so, um, no, and into the Badlands. However. Oh yeah, into the Badlands is <laughs> all punching and killing and murder. So, um, so it's very different. So you have to be able to read your showrunner and read what they like, um, and then you'll be able to know how much you can push. Now, some showrunners are up for more spirited
0: debate. To hear the rest of this episode, head on over to patreoncom tetris.